Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Nothing Special Podcast. I am your host, Jesus, and today I have nobody with me. It's a solo podcast just because um, stuff got tied up and I thought I had uh, an episode banked. It turns out I didn't. So you're just going to have me. And um, I don't have uh, daddy and mommy fucking uh, breathing behind my back. So now it's just us. We can just do whatever the fuck we want. I would have. <laughs> I wish I had the goddamn soundboard right now. I would have been playing that shit like crazy. But I'm recording this on a, on a blue microphone and on my laptop. So I can't have anything set up. But. It's just us today. It's going to keep it real nice and casual. No biggie. So I'm actually... I'm in the middle of building a workbench on my patio. I've been um, making a couple projects and stuff. And just uh, forcing myself to be... To let my creative juices out. And uh, I'm like, okay, enough, enough using my kitchen table. Let me actually make a workbench. And have a place to work have a place so i can make a mess you know i don't i'm like i have every single time i take out any paint i have to cover up the floor cover up the table cover up the chairs and it is a very annoying process and um i just figured fuck it i'm gonna make a workbench a place where i can make a mess wherever i want whenever i want don't have to worry about anything get my creative juices going just you know and so far, so good. Uh, I mean, I'm using, like, an old table. Um, I don't have much tools, but uh, I am able... I'm going to start putting them up. And it's just nice, you know? It's it's nice to have a place where I can, ma- I can make the things that I want to make. And uh, tear shit up, you know? Break glass if I needed to. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with my life. Just pretty much trying to... Get to, ooh, you know what? You know what's been going on with my life? I, do, I have just started watching this show on Amazon. It's called The Boys. I, I've only watched one episode, so if you if you watched it and then you know it gets doo doo later, you know you you might be yelling at me right now like, oh, dude, that show sucks. But I watched The Boys. It's on it's on Amazon. It's um it's a superhero show. It, very, it reminds me a lot of Watchmen, like that vibe of um rated r content like rated r superheroes type of seriousness cor- corruptedness um but man that is the first episode of jesus christ it it's it is so good um and i gotta continue watching that i mean there's so many shows i'm like f- so far behind right now um the biggest show that like i was recommending to everyone was barry and i just fell behind on that Man, Barry is such a good show. Bill Hader is so goddamn good. The story, like, it, it, it's a very, I think it's advertised as a comedy, but it's kind of, like, reminds me of uh, Atlanta on effects by, made by Donald Glover and stuff, um, where it's, like, advertised as a comedy, but when you watch it, you know it's, like, it's just... It's a drama that has, like, comedic elements in it. And that's what Barry kind of is. But, man, Barry is so good. The concept is very cheesy. But they pull it off so well. And um, it's so good. So if you, if you guys haven't heard of Barry, it's it's amazing. Bill Hader plays a uh, hitman 
who uh, decides to be an actor and he wants to be an actor you can see how um how that is set up for like the comedic aspect of like oh a hitman taking acting classes but man it is actually a phenomenal way they maneuver around the storylines and and then they do have all all the comedic aspects of it and bill Hader, the amazing uh comedy actor he is and also a very very amazing uh dramatic actor so yeah check out check out barry if you ever can i can't believe it i don't think it has won anything yet i remember last year it was nominated for something and i was so surprised that it didn't like sweep the board because it was so good um but yeah check out that check out barry and the boy the boys i think it's called so good so good right now um but yeah i gotta catch up i've just been falling behind um I'm trying to think of what else. You know what I, I watched recently? I watched uh, Stranger Things season three. Surprise! It's probably one of like the biggest shows on Netflix. Um, but man, I was such. I fell out of Stranger Things so fast in season two, and I think a lot of people really did. Season two was such a letdown to what they established in season one, and season three they just brought it all back. And I'm not gonna get into any spoiler territory, but. Season 3 feels like it should have been Season 2. It feels like Season 2 should have just been scrapped or, like, merged with Season 3. But cause, because Season 3 is just... That was a very good. It made me, it made me like, go, wow. I, you know what? I do like this show. I, um... Season... Like... Season 2 really put in my mindset, like, oh, this is... This is not what I want. I don't want... The last thing I want now is to feel... For shows, for movies, to feel like they're leading up to something else. Kind of like what Disney movies kind of are now. It's like, oh, yeah, you made this movie. But we got to stay to the end credits. Because um, that's where it gets crazy. What movie's coming next, you know? Um, and I, I, don't, I don't like it when movies feel like that. I want a movie to, like tell its own story and have its own conclusion have its own end and you can leave me with a little ambiguous um ending but just tell me your story you know i don't want i don't want to feel like i'm watching a trailer to the second movie you know um yeah and season three of uh stranger things really did that it really it, it tied it just it started told its own story and it didn't try to start this whole like, oh, but what if, what if there's more of these people or this, this, and this and that? It is just its own story, and it is fantastic. Uh, I, I, this is just gonna be me recommending you things. Oh, you know what? Speaking of Disney, though, what's crazy is this whole Marvel, uh, Marvel, well, Disney, Marvel, Sony debacle that's going on right now, that where. Spider-Man is no longer a part of the MCU. That is crazy. That is so crazy that, like, that is not going to be a thing as of now. I feel like for the sake of... I'm going to say for the sake of... I, I don't know. Like, it just feels like it's not going to actually go through. It feels like something's going to be worked out right now because the movies were so good and they were such hits. It just feels like they were going to leave they're still going to make them but as of now it's it has been concluded that 
Disney will no longer be making Spider-Man movies and Sony is going to take up the take it up on themselves to make the Spider-Man movies again. Try to make um the Venom the Tom Hardy Venom <laughs> the Tom Hardy Venom try to um, take that off somewhere. Uh they made into the Spider-Verse which was good, but I feel like that wasn't because it was Sony so much. Um hey Coco, sorry my cat just came up. Um but uh, just it feels so weird cuz like the I would say that the Spider-Man movies, the Disney Spider-Man movies were some of the superhero movies that I've enjoyed. Like I I feel like I haven't enjoyed much many superhero movies as of lately and Spider-Man were was kind of the only ones I really did. And it sucks. It sucks that it's going to happen. But what's even crazier is um, Tony was retweeted this. Uh, retweeted these. Uh, not an article. It was like a, someone took screenshots of um, of a bunch of bots attacking Sony. And it tur- I guess it turned out that it was like Disney. Uh, it was a bunch of bots made by Disney or hired by whatever um to harass sony to make it look like to it to make like the crowd or like the fans get on sony's ass you know try to like force them to like oh sony you fucked it all up sony it's all because of you and then they want sony to come back be like all right fine we'll go 50 50 on profits let's just let's do this you know you made a shit ton of money let's go and I don't know, and that's just crazy. That's just crazy to me. That's cr- I don't know. It, it just seems. I mean, Disney has been Disney for a long time. I think. Uh, I think Disney is really good at making you forget how good it is. I mean, how bad it is. Same thing with like. I think like Nestle does the same thing. I'm not trying to compare the two because I think Nestle is a lot worse of a company. Um, than than disney is but it's the kind of it kind of like they make you forget that they are a huge corporation and they go through some corporation shady shit just like every other huge ass corporation does where they try to like oh yeah you know they provide this they provide that oh you know they, they made all these great things but then yet they'll they're still kind of a little shady same thing with google same thing with Disney, same thing with Netflix. It's all just there. They're not just good, bi- like they, I don't. I don't think there's a true such thing as like a business that's there for um, the embetterment of like, uh, of the product that they're selling. You know, I don't think that there's a company that does that. I think all of them. You have to remember they're a company and they are for pro- they are a for for profit. I can't even speak. They are for a for profit company. And they're just doing some shady shit, man. They want, they want that fifty-fifty, and they're they're gonna push for it. And that that they're calling Sony's bluff. They're saying Sony, you know, all right, we made amazing ass movies. The fans are not gonna sit sit by. They're gonna force your ass to to fucking buckle, right? And you're gonna come back to us and say, you know what? We'll go, let's go, let's go, let's go, um, uh, uh let's go sixty-five, thirty-five. Come on, please. And they're gonna go no fifty fifty, because now then they have the leverage, and you know they neither side can buckle now, and it's it might just end up being that 
Spider-Man might be done. Which I hope it's not the case, because those are, those are good movies. Those were good movies, and I want to see the continuation of the storyline that they set up. Uh, if you haven't seen the recent one, uh, this is a kind of a spoiler. Um, they ended off on this huge cliffhanger, and it's you're just... It, it, how I was saying before, like, oh, I, I don't want to feel like I'm watching a trailer. The whole movie was great, but that, that cliffhanger was so so good so such a big setup that now i'm just like damn this is fuck now i gotta i gotta wait for the second movie this is a trailer now um i'm rambling on i think for some about some dumbass shit no but i just hope that disney i hope that disney figures something out and i hope people can call out disney for doing some weird shady shit that they always do um but it's, I mean, they're Disney. They're never, it's no one's ever, I don't think, I think people want to be blind sometimes. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like, oh man, this, the corporation did this shitty thing. Yeah, but they do all these other good things that I like. So, eh, we'll cut them some slack. Or like, oh, I just won't. I'll act like I didn't see that. But I hope that gets resolved. And there's a lot of movies that are coming. Well, actually, not not a lot of movies. I guess there's one movie that's coming out that I, I can't wait for. And it's It Chapter 2. Man. I remember me and Tony and Chance watched uh, It Chapter 1. Well, I guess at the time it was just It Chapter 1. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we watched it at like 2 in the morning at a mall that like that because we tried i remember we drove around and we tried to like get tickets for it and it was like all sold out everywhere and we're like damn what the fuck and then we were like damn this this theater is like 35 minutes away but they do have tickets and we can go and when we get there, it's going to be like one thirty, And when we're done with this movie, it's going to be 3.30. But we got to watch it. We're all down for it. And we went. And it was like one of the... It was a great experience. I, I loved it. It was so good. We watched... All three of us watched it. I was pissing my pants. There were some times where I had to like... It's funny because like... Now... I don't... Like the, the theater enhances everything. So like... I'm trying to think of a movie like The Conjuring, right? It's not very necessarily like super scary movie, right? It's doesn't really have anything like s- crazy that makes you want to shit your pants. But w- when you get into a movie theater, it just everything is just heightened, and that's kind of what it was. It's like I'm not gonna say it's a sc- it's not the scariest movie you're ever gonna watch if you haven't watched it, uh, especially if you watch it at home by yourself, uh, with with the light coming through the shades and everything. It's not that scary of a movie. But in the movie theater. I just remember I was terrified. But it was such a good movie. I was like damn. This is so good. And I was already a huge fan of it. Because I, I read it uh, when I was in middle school. Which is a funny story. Uh, I was in middle school. And I you know, go to the library on lunch. Lunchtime was like the, the best thing to do for me. I get to check out books, read stuff, go to the computer, eat my lunch in there and everything. It was great. And I was all about reading. Um, at the time I was reading um, 
uh, William Schrader, I believe that's his name. He wrote a lot of like the kid who couldn't die and stuff like that books. Um, and they were they were good. They were kind of like mystery teen mystery and stuff. And I remember going up to the librarian and I was just like, "Excuse me, do you have any books that are kind of like William Schrader?" Because they he only had like three books of his, and I read them all. And she was like, "Huh?" Like, she's like, "You know what? I have." Like an adult book that I actually know this is the important one. She did not say it was an adult book. She says, Oh, uh, what's a, what type of books you're looking for? And I was just like, I like uh, murder mystery type of stuff. And she went, Murder mystery. Hmm. I have a book I think you'll like, but it's very thick. And to me at the time, if the book was thick, it was better because I wanted to look smart. So I was the kid that would get the big books just to get them. Just so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm reading this book, <laughs> you know, and so she brought out this huge book and uh, one of the thickest books I have ever read. And she handed it to me and she said, this book is called it. And it's about it's like uh, <laughs> the way she explained it to me was that there's this mystery and they're trying to figure it out. And it tells a story between uh, children like the children and then the their their older selves and i went what and i went okay sure i'll i'll take a read and when books are that big i ha i was just i always give books like two chapters if it doesn't hook me by two chapters i'm done anyway i went home and did all my homework i was bored i started reading it and man that book at the time now thinking of it it's maybe not as scary now but i remember at the time reading it i was so scared and um, I think it's just because your imagination is, is so good at, at scaring you that thinking back at it is not that big of a deal. But at the time, it's terrifying. Anyway, I remember reading the book and I was just like, why did she Why did she recommend me this book? This book is scary. And later I found out, you know, maybe I shouldn't have read it at the age of 13, you know. Anyway back what i was saying uh yeah me and tony went to watch and i was already really hooked because i wanted to know how they were gonna reimagine the the book um and it was so it blew me out of the water and one thing that was really fascinating to me was that they told the children's story first if you guys uh don't know the story takes it goes like a back and forth kind of it's um it's a little bit like um Pulp fiction, if you can think of it, where it, the stories gets told from one perspective of the adults, one perspective of the kids, and um, I can't wait to see what it chapter two is about. And man, and if they're gonna focus on the adults and stuff, it gets pretty crazy. So I want to know what they're gonna do because it's not that you know they have to update it. So I, I just I'm so curious and I'm and I can't wait to see Pennywise again. Honestly, he's a he he's like such an iconic like character and um, I was gonna what's his name? Ooh, what is his name? Billy something, the actor who plays him. Huh. Don't know. I'm sure someone's screaming at it right now. Just God, oh, it's this. It's the. 
but yeah him him being him as the actor is fascinating it's so fascinating um i can't wait and my wife she is so scared because uh, she does not watch horror movies at all and she's she's a fan of horror movies she's watched horror movies she she loves she loves the the spectacle of horror movies i guess that you would say um but i would say that it is her first like it was her first horror movie that she sat through in the theaters and um i once took her to a horror movie i forgot what movie you were watching and she did not watch the movie she buried her face in me and that's it she i she could not tell you anything about that movie whatsoever but it, I took her to watch it because I told her, hey, you're going to like the movie. It's going to be great. And we sat down. We were watching the movie. And she was enthralled by it. She loved the movie. She came out of it going like, wow, that was so good. That was so scary. I feel alive. And I was like, dope. And then when we got home, closed the door. It was like 11 p.m. And she was just like, hey. She's like, what? She's like, and she's like, I'm scared. Can we sleep with the lights on? <laughs> I think it was the first night. And ever since, I think, just just, just how when I was a kid, imagination is the thing that's truly responsible for your fear. Because during the movie, after the movie, everything was fine. It was just sitting, stirring in her brain that made her a little bit more scared into... And to this day, she, I think she's a little afraid of Pennywise, but she really wants to see the movie. And uh, she, I know she'll tough it out and see it as well, but I don't know. It was really funny because we watched a movie yesterday, and she was... The the It Chapter 2 trailer came on, and she was like, fuck. <laughs> it was so funny. Um but yeah I'm also trying to like I have so many I have all the consoles I have games for the PC I have games for the Switch I have games for the Xbox games for my PS4 I have so many games games for the Xbox 360 that I play on my Xbox One I have so many games to play so many games and yet I don't I don't play them and I've just told myself like no Jesus you're going to play them you got to play them. You spent too much goddamn money to not to not play. I, I literally plus a thousand more more than a, I, I'm probably like two thousand bucks of games that I have not played and beat. And I said, I'm going to do it one step at a time, one 30 minutes at a time, an hour at a time. But I'm going to beat games um, right now. I am beating Vanja Kazooie. Uh, my brother, I would never beat that game. I've seen people beat it. My brother has beat it. I had it as a kid. I only ever got to the haunted mansion myself. So I said, no, you know what? I'm going to beat the game and I'm going to finish it for myself. Even though I know how it ends and everything. I spent money on it. I never beat it myself. So I'm going to do it. And so I'm doing that right now. And then after that, I'm going to move on to dead space. I'm like halfway through that game already. Um, it's horror games, even though Dead Space isn't too scary, horror games just take forever for me to beat. I just, even if it's broad daylight, a little scary. Don't know. I mean, I'm just a little bitch. That's why. <laughs> and 
And then after that, I just have so many. I mean, Devil May Cry 5. Um, luckily, some of these games I got from, like, the Xbox deal things, whatever they're called, where you can just play the game as long as you have a subscription. Game Pass, I think that's what they call it. But there's just a lot of these games. I um I just played I play too much Dragon Ball, and I don't I do not um, regret it. I love that game. I love that game a lot. It's like this the way that I play this game is the way that I used to play chess. I used to be super duper duper into chess. I mean, especially speed chess. Speed chess was was where I think I focused most of my stuff on. I would try to play two minute chess a lot, and man you just had to be quick on your feet and it and to me nothing no other game nothing ever matched the intensity of chess i know that's that sounds funny that sounds weird like oh the intensity of chess but no it's it's chess is like a really hard thing to learn first thing you learn is what the pieces are then you learn how they work and then you learn um uh, like then you start learning a little bit of strategy like oh okay I'll keep my queen alive then you start even learning even more advanced strategy and then once you learn about all of that the movement and everything then you can really start playing chess once you re once you understood the movement you understand what they can do you understand your openings you understand this that is when you truly start to play chess it takes it takes a long time to learn how to properly play chess and when you actually do though that is when you start learning because now it becomes a one versus one like a true one versus one your intelligence not not intelligence i would say i don't think chess is a, a game of intelligence i think it's a game of strategy and and you don't have to be intelligent to have strategy um i think an intelligent person can have better strategies but yeah, and that's kind of like what Dragon Ball is. It's a fighting, it's a one, well, it's a 3v3 fighting game, but that's, I I never saw fighting games as that. To me, they were always fighting games. I pick up the controller, I mash, 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 and I beat my brother, I beat whoever I'm playing. And um, this game, I was just, mainly because it was Dragon Ball and because of the ease of how easy it was to pick up. Um, I just started playing this game. And I was just like, holy shit, this is this is chess. Now I need to do is just learn the learn the buttons, learn how they move, learn everything, learn my openings, all of that stuff, and then I can start playing. And it takes a long time. It takes a long time, just like chess. It took me like three hundred hours to properly know everything where I can recognize it. It's like uh, I'm gonna say some things you probably don't understand, but um I'm going to try to keep it to like chess terms. You learn your openings and you learn how um, your setups, you know, and you learn you learn to recognize uh, what the other person did as well and, and the other, other, their behaviors that they're making and how you can adjust to that. And I feel like I have just barely grasped that. And now I feel like I am truly playing. But the same, same thing that, that happened to me with chess where I still I don't play to this now it's kind of happening to me with Dragon Ball where it's like I'm so focused on reading it I'm so focused on watching the professionals do it that I forget to go to the park and play I forget to hey ask my friend hey man can you, you want to just play some friendly chess N like nothing competitively just just do this I forget to go on to chess.com and just play two minute chess against strangers and I think I, it's because I'm so enthralled by just learning 
just seeing the best and trying to emulate them, I forget that um, I have to hone my skill as well, you know? Just because I know it doesn't mean I can do it. And, uh, and I'm, there's a local near me, there's a, um, Dragon Ball local tournament that's held, I think, once every, like, month or once every month and a half, it seems, and I'm gonna try to go to it, I wanna participate, I wanna be a part of the community, but when, but I feel like I have, I know more than I can actually do, and I need to start doing it now, like, it's like it's one thing to know an opening, right? But it's another thing to actually do it. Whereas in, in chess, it's pretty easy when you know it, you know it. But in fighting games, it's a little differently. There, it's kind of like basketball. It's like, oh yeah, if I step behind this line, that's a three pointer, and then you go to shoot it and you airball it, and you're like, I don't understand. I was standing there. I did the technique they did. It's like you still have to develop the skill. You still have to get the muscle memory down and all of that and that's what i forget to develop with um dragon ball and um and i'm gonna try to do that because this is just a fun game and i just want to be better at it that's it i'm not trying to be the best but it's it's just fun to play and i know i know tony is as well i know tony really likes this game and he's the person that put me onto this game uh as you guys probably already know (laughs) um and I, he said, he says, dude, you're better than me now. Well, that's not what he says. He actually goes, hey, dude, you're better than me now. And I don't like that either. Hey, dude, you're like better than me. What my, dude, he is really good. I think he is, he's a very humble person. He puts himself down more than, he'll pick yourself up, even if it means it, it'll put him down. Um, that's the type of person Tony is. He's a good, good dude. But, no, yeah, Tony, me and Tony, whenever we play together, it's a very good time. Um, and I think that we've always tried to, like, oh, dude, we're going to train together. We're going to do this. But it doesn't end up turning that. It just ends up turning into we're just going to fight each other. And because it's, it's really hard to, like, especially in a game that doesn't have an online training mode, it's really hard to do that. Um, but... Hopefully one day we can come back on this podcast and say, hey, we went to um, the Evo Championships and, uh, oh, we got, I got, I got 65th place. And then Tony, I'm like, oh, dude, I got 43rd, man. I was so close. Oh, next year, you know, hopefully that continues and hopefully, because it's just really fun. It's really fun to share something with someone else and it's really fun to learn new things. Whether that be for a video game, whether that be how to make things on your workbench that you're trying to make, whether it be <laughs> learning how to make a workbench, it's all just there. And I think I've been rambling for too much. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, honestly. I really don't. I I know I. <laughs> I was trying to keep this one short. It's been I'm at third half an hour now. Uh, I've rambled for way too goddamn long. Uh, but I want to end it off right here, and I'm going to tell you before I plug the show. I'm actually plug someone else, and um, if you ever have the time, everyone check out Craftsman Steady Craft and just look. Go on YouTube, type in C R A F S M A N space Steady Crafting, 
and it is a it's a man who has had a lot of experience of crafting making being a creative and he is one of the most upbringing people you will ever listen to you'll ever watch and he is just there to show you the things he loves he's not there to make money he's not there to um he's not there to showboat he's not there to like showcase anything he's there to just show you how he makes the things he loves the things that he's interested in and it's so it's so amazing and it's a it's a it's you might start watching it and you'll be like what is going on cuz um the show is styled very a lot differently than you might be used to um but as long as you, if you give it some time i pro- and you might be thinking hey i'm not into crafts i'm not into that and it's not about that same thing with like bob ross you don't have to be into painting it's about the calmness that he brings the reassurance that he brings the confidence that he instills into you and that's i, th- I think that's what craftsman does and he has really taught me a lot. I've learned a lot from just watching his videos. It's very funny. Very few times I get to say that I think like, oh man, I I learned a lot from watching these videos. Um, but he's taught me to 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 bring my authenticity, no matter what. It's you know I can I can copy the Mona Lisa, I can show it to someone else. I can say, hey, I spent 15 hours painting this Mona Lisa. And they'll look at it, and they they can say, wow, that's hard work. But they'll just see the Mona Lisa, something that's already been done, something that I didn't conceive. It's not, I didn't put my own spin on it. And he taught me that it's more important to be authentic. Say I paint the Mona Lisa, but I remove the background, and I put... Like, I put her on a beach, and I put I put like, armor on her or something. You know, I'm, what if I put her in a medieval time, or just just something of the sort, something that puts my own flavor on it. I I do abstract paintings. I put beads in her hair, all of that. Then it becomes my own. People might not like it. People aren't always drawn to what you make. Some people out there are not gonna like the things you make. But it's authentic and it's yours, and no one can take that from you. Um, and I think that's what he's really taught me. Just like learn, learn to like the things you make. You don't have to like love them. You don't have to be like this is the best thing I've ever made. But learn to see yourself in your art, and like that. You don't have to make what you don't have to like what you make. I'm not saying be proud. People are like, oh, but. If I have can't I can't like my work because you know I hear that all the time. Some artists are like, "I'm never satisfied with my work," and I'm like, "Hey, I'm not asking you to be satisfied. I'm asking you to convey your emotion, put yourself in there, see yourself in there, and like that." And that's it. And now uh, make sure to check out spicypinata.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at spicypinata. Follow Tony at stanzademanza. And that's it. Catch you on the flip.